explain Atlantean's lack of knowledge surrounding plate tectonics. Blavatsky also believed in a related lost continent called Lemuria, which predated Atlantis and eventually formed part of its landmass. Similarly, an earlier fringe archaeologist named Le Plongeon asserted that the Mayans told tales of the lost continent of Mu, which could have been related to the Atlantis myth. These legends, Lemuria, Mu, and Atlantis, soon became conflated and interconnected, with different movements and spiritualist groups adding newer details to the stories as time went on. Even after Helena Blavatsky passed away, theosophists continued influencing emerging religious movements, and even those who didn't subscribe to their core ideologies eventually found themselves walking down similar roads. Such was the fate of a man named Edgar Cayce, born in Kentucky in 1877, around the same time Donnelly and Blavatsky published their findings on Atlantis. Casey said that, as a child, he bore witness to a number of supernatural experiences he later attributed to a psychic awakening. Unlike Blavatsky, Casey was a Christian and a Sunday school teacher, and also unlike Blavatsky, there were eyewitnesses who genuinely believed Casey did, or at least knew things, that were otherwise very hard to explain. Casey would often fall into trances, and during these hypnagogic states, he'd become aware of situations or events he couldn't have possibly known otherwise. Unusually, and perhaps adding to his credibility, Casey did not immediately profit off of his clairvoyance. He actually became moderately successful for inventing a card game called Pit. But the strange experiences he'd accumulated during his younger years, in which famous traveling hypnotists had examined Casey's trances, began to reach the ears of his neighbors. Many came to Edgar Casey with problems or requests that they believed only his unusual abilities could cure. Researchers into metaphysics also sought his assistance, and Casey, who genuinely wanted to help people, was convinced he had some sort of talent that might benefit the world. From a skeptical viewpoint, it's easy to see why Edgar Cayce delved more and more into spirituality. Believers in psychic phenomena, who presented themselves as educated professionals, would feed into his pre-existing beliefs, and Cayce managed to convince them that his powers were authentic. It was kind of a cycle, but Cayce was not a malicious person, and by all accounts, he was just curious about the extent of the human consciousness and how the physical world might connect to the spiritual. So where does Atlantis come into the picture? Well, as Casey started to embrace mysticism and esoteric teachings, he theorized that his powers came from his subconscious mind connecting with something called the Akashic Records. This terminology comes from Helena Blavatsky's Theosophist movement, and basically it postulates that all of humanity's collective knowledge, past, present, and future, is contained within a sort of spiritual data bank that humankind can sometimes tap into and, well, download. Unfortunately, Blavatsky's influences began to creep into Casey's Atlantean worldview, including the more racist aspects. Casey placed Atlantis between the Gulf of Mexico and the Mediterranean, but he also said that evidences of this lost civilization are to be found in the Pyrenees and Morocco on the one hand, British Honduras, Yucatan,